Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to check out The Burnham Project on Substack. You can get Burnham Podcasts. You can read my blogs and all sorts of cool stuff. It can even be sent right into your inbox. You can also watch us on Rumble and YouTube. We like Rumble better, but you can also watch us on YouTube. You can also find Burnham Podcast anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, click the little bells, the Rumble button, whatever the service has to offer. Click it, do that, follow us, tell people about us. Thank you very much. Burnham Podcast has a new advertising partner. Introducing DoggyBagTreats.com. Tailwagon delights for your furry friends. They've got all types of collars and leashes. They've got all natural treats. Things like minnows, chicken hearts, freeze-dried beef lung. That may not sound good to you, but your dog's going to love it. They've got all natural baked goods, things for fresh bread. They've got peanut butter, banana oat, pumpkin, cheddar bacon, and other assorted treats. They've got pet care items like paw fume, oat soap, and paw balm. You can also make wholesale orders. Burnham Podcast listeners can get a discount by entering the code BURNHAM01 at checkout. Now, back to the show. So you ever been offended? Heard a song lately that said some mean words? That's what we're talking about in this episode of Burnham Podcast. Me and my buddy Chris Pyle. He's back again. So this is where you should start rolling right now because we're talking about bringing Chris Pyle's podcast back. Uh, yeah. Just like we brought him back on our podcast. Yeah. It'd be nice. Yeah. The hard thing is finding people that have the time. Right. That's the hard part. Yeah. Everybody wants to do something with you, but they don't want to do it when you can do it. What was that? I don't know. Somebody's coming in. The doorbell just rang downstairs. Maybe security will intercept them before they get up. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, uh, that, that, that is, that's, the, that's kind of the catch is finding finding people. Yeah, because like you look at Rogan, right? Rogan's always got somebody on. Jocko's always got somebody on. Uh, Rogan Lex also Friedman is a celebrity, right? All the people that come on <laughs> are celebrities, or they're you know the doctor of astrophysics that like finally took a vacation after seven years. I think we have probably a lot of uh, gyms around our local area that we could talk to that you just don't think about it. You know, he has physicists and doctors and all that. Yeah. Well, we're like the hospital capital of the South Man, here. we are. A lot of doctors you could talk we to. We are. At one point, we had more doctors than Atlanta per capita. I yeah. imagine we still do. You can get some of them on here talk to them. That's true. That's the was, uh, we had a doctor who was coming to church here for a little while. I don't want to say his name. I almost did, but... He, uh, he's a cool dude. I like him. We'll talk about him off air. Off air? Yeah. Okay, Super cool. cool guy. Hit the button. It's going. It's been, it's been going. I was about to, I wanted to talk about that. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jump off and talk about, come back in just a minute. Uh, Rogan's doing that more often these days. He's getting old though. Rogan? Yeah. He, he sounds like he's becoming way more open. He does. His last couple of guests, I think I've mentioned it to you guys. Say ever since Jordan with, Peterson. Yeah. Well, when you watch somebody like Jordan Peterson, like Rogan's got to know Jordan Peterson's smarter than him. And Jordan Peterson now understands that Jesus Christ is his Savior. Mm-hmm. And he's come to grips with that and gotten past. He is no longer leaning on his own understanding. Right. You know? So Rogan's got to be like, well, if it's good enough for him. 
but he had that conversation with Hulk Hogan. That was a good one. Yeah, it was. Really good. It was. Like, Hulk Hogan, has, he sounds like he has such a very uh, tender heart about him now. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just don't sound like the guy you would think well, he would be. He's 70 years old, well, Yeah, there's that. But, yeah. But he just sounds like so kind-hearted and was very sincere. Like, yeah. I, I told the guys at work, I'm like, I just listened to Hulk Hogan witness about Jesus Christ to Joe Rogan. Wasn't that cool? It was pretty awesome. Yeah. It was really awesome. But Rogan's not just rejecting this stuff anymore. He used to be like, well, that's dumb. Young Earth, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're, show he me some evidence. He used to go pretty hard against it. Yeah. And now he's almost taken up for it here and there. Yeah. Like he's saying that religion right. in itself is a good thing. Yeah. Well, you, know, you got to understand, people have been religious since the dawn of time. Whatever that looked like, whatever part of the world you were in, you know, and uh, the Mesopotamians tell the story of the Great Flood. Mm-hmm. They weren't Christians, but that, you know, that's still part of their their uh, their history. Um, but people have always worshipped something. People have to worship something. You have to. Yeah. There's got to be something, you know, all, all of this is not an accident. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. And Not a- Yeah. I don't know. I think he, he's he's been very open to everything else. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's like one of them deals, you're just waiting on him to make his rounds around to it, just right. to give it a try. Yeah, yeah. And you always hope, uh, as far as, you know, God goes and our places in the kingdom, you know, none of us are above anybody. Right. But from from the flesh standpoint, it sure would be cool to see Joe Rogan become a Christian and see what kind of effect that would have on the everything he's involved yeah. in. Well, you see people, you know, and they all of a sudden they, they decide that they're Christian. I say decide. It, it happens to them. Um they come out and say, I'm I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, I'm all these things. And you never see them again. They're never in another movie again. They're just gone. You I think know? that was like the dude from Dawson's Creek or something. Like he kinda he kinda disappeared. I think so. He yeah. like, just kinda disappeared. It yeah. was like, Nope. There's been several people that decided I don't want to raise my kids in yeah. this. Yeah. I got my money, I'm gone. Yeah. Well you look at like Dean Kane. You don't see him in, in things anymore. And, he done Unsolved uh, Mysteries there for a little while. Yeah, some but animal it's not. Show or something. Right, but it's not like yeah. he ain't Superman anymore, no, you no. know. And then you had, uh, what's the guy? He's been around here some, uh, Kevin Sorbo. And he was never like a huge star, but he was Hercules, right? He had the Hercules series. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's a believer now, and he's got his own uh, production company going and all kinds of stuff, but it's not to that level anymore. So you kind of get run out. I think true believer – I don't want to say this because then it will sound like I'm judging everybody in Hollywood or whatever. Do it. But Let's do it on do it. podcast. Um, it, it seems to me like it's very, very difficult to be a believer and be successful in that business yeah. unless you're dealing with like a Christian company like the guys in Augusta. Is that where they're at? Or Macon? Uh, where are they? The Courageous they? Guys and all that? I think they're in You know Augusta. where they are? Macon? Or, like yeah. But unless you have a situation like that, like yeah. it's just all Christian company, everything, right. it seems like it's real hard to just make it in that business. I can imagine there is some degree of soul selling going on to get into that industry and then to maintain a career there. Because, I mean, it's a godless place. It like is. just being in Hollywood, you know, never mind the industry itself. I think that's a pretty good segue into the uh, Anthony Oliver situation. 
this roll dude, it out. This dude just turned down $8 million. Yeah. He's got two songs. I mean, he's got more than two songs, yeah. but he's got two videos that are getting a lot of views on yeah. YouTube right now. And if you haven't listened to him, everybody, go listen to this guy. If you can listen to I Want to Go Home and Not Cry. Oh, man. Something's wrong with you. Man. But uh, that dude just turned down $8 million. Like, he yeah. sees what happens to people, and he's like, nope, yeah. not going to do it. Oh, the guy wants to live. He's got 40 acres and a camper in Virginia. And that's all he ever wanted. And he's got it, and that's good enough. That's cool. I mean, what do you, you know, I got nothing bad to say about the guy. I can't say anything bad about yeah. it. Yeah. I, mean, I hate to be one of those people that sounds kind of corny or whatever, but if there's ever been a song that's captured what I want to say. Yeah. Like, if I could write a song yeah. and sing a song, that would be the song. Yeah, well, that's what's made it so popular, right, is that he starts saying all these things. And you've thought at least some of that. All of them. Yeah, yeah. Every one of them. Yeah. And it is, sometimes it just feels like we're alone out here. Like yeah. the people that kind of think that way Yeah. and don't want to live in concrete jungles and yeah. stuff like yeah. that. We, we feel like we're by ourselves out here a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then here comes the dude that says all these things, gets some attention, and then turns down the payday. I'm like, okay, so not only are you saying exactly how I feel, but you're also better than me because I couldn't have turned down eight million dollars. Well, he here's that that whole story is that he he did turn down the record deal, which is smart on his part. He's making a ton of money off of his just Views the sales of his yeah, but but at the same time he's not locked into he could still walk away anytime he wants to, and we'd never see him again. Well, that's kind he's of becoming not, a normal thing, too. Yeah, yeah. But he's not locked into this contract. Like, John Rich said that uh, had he signed a contract with a record company, we never would have heard that song. It would yeah. never come out. Uh, that's, that's probably accurate. There's, it seems like a lot of the uh, artists out there today that actually uh, are seem legit and truthful mm -hmm. aren't signed. Are we good? Still okay. Running. Okay. <laughs> They're not signed to record deals. Yeah. Like that uh Tom McDonald guy, that rapper guy who has yeah. the dreads and the tattoos. Yeah. You know, he can be out there, but he says a lot of really good stuff and yeah. points out a lot of stuff in the world. Right. He don't have a record contract. Well, I mean, what is what are we doing right here? Yeah, you know, we don't have a broadcasting contract. Yeah, we're we're not with like some yet. company. We could put up, you know, sound tiles and, and all and, and record a rap video in here and, and put it out on YouTube. And it might get a hundred gajillion views like Oliver Anthony. Yeah. You just never know what you're going to We're not limited these days. Yeah. You know, and I've, I've done whole episodes about that as far as producing content. And like, why not? What have you got to lose? You know, this cost us not a ton. It cost you a bunch of money. Yeah, all this he was going to spend all that money anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. Because he, he was going to use all that anyway. So, you yeah, know. Yeah. Well, I had already had it. Okay, he already had yeah, it. Yeah, he's so. been accumulating all this stuff. Yeah. But it's. To sit down and record this doesn't take anything but time. Yeah. And maybe nobody listens, but maybe 10 million people do. Maybe you say something that resonates with, you know, a, a generation or, or whatever. I feel like that dude wrote those songs just trying to express itself. And he didn't care if it ever got out there. His yeah. friends are the one that's like, dude, you have got to let me record you. Yeah. And then they did the recording in his backyard. The entire track has crickets. crickets. Yeah. The entire track on both songs, crickets, but it's still the if I song don't get song of the year somewhere, there I don't understand what's I read going on. That, and it's August twenty eighth right now, so y'all won't hear this until 
first of September, but last week, uh, half the country songs sold were his, like half of them yeah. out there, you know, however many there are, half of it was, was his music, That's which is insane to me that one person can do that, let alone some guy in Virginia with a microphone, you know, and his buddy in the backyard. Yeah, but that is fantastic. It is. Fantastic. It is. But I mean, it's, you know, he's, he's playing, it's our song. You know, I heard somebody say, well, he's playing our song. I thought, well, yeah, I mean, that's what we all thought, right? Well, I pay too many taxes and I work too many hours and, and for not enough money and, you know, all these things, not in so many words and we'll get into words, but. Well, I mean, well, yeah, we'll get into that in a minute too, but the dude, is relaying this message mm-hmm. that we're all thinking and feeling and it's this world is not my home. Yeah. I'm ready to go home. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, <clears throat> my bad. Got choked up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do we deal with that? Though? Like, I feel like I've, I've, I've went most of my walk avoiding. I heard a preacher say one time, everybody wants to go heaven. Nobody wants to go today. Yeah. And I've dealt with that most of my walk. Yeah. I've been like, man, Jesus comes back. It's going to be so scary. Yeah. That's the idea. I'm thinking like, it's going to be so scary. I'm going to be terrified and all this. The last couple of weeks I've had a weird little calm. Yeah. Like weird. It's been weird. It's been a weird little calm. Like come back. Let's do it. Let's get it done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm looking forward to it now. I've yeah. never looked forward to it. Yeah. Well, we're to a place now where you look around and you go, you know, we're, we're you're 40. I'll be 45. I'm 43. 43. I'm, I'm about, I'll turn 45 next week and a half. We're to the point now where we remember an America that's not here anymore. Yeah. You know, we remember a world, for that matter, that's not here anymore, and we're looking at it, and the longer we go, the more it looks like it's never coming back. You know, we've already turned the corner. And that's the sad part. But at the same time, and for a while I mourned that. Yeah. Like for the last few years, I feel like I've been like in this mourning stage where I was like, I realized that the America and the life that I thought I was going to grow up and have and give my children and all that, it's not feasible. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, Best thing I can do is, is guide my kids on to Jesus and then you know, pray for the best until we all meet him. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's just real hard to, to, to deal with all those feelings. It is. It is. And that, you know, part of that is we're also to that age where you start looking both ways, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're thinking, well, I felt like I'd have had this done by now or how much time have I got left? You know, you start weighing, best case halfway for me. Yeah, man, yeah, I'm right, an overweight yeah. dude and all this. And yeah, got a am few I gonna make issues. it to ninety? Nah. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Don't know that I want to. Right. To be honest right. with you, I don't think it's gonna be another ninety years. Of course, I guess every generation says Everybody, that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we truly are seeing pro- uh, prophecy being fulfilled every day, yeah. and uh, it would be a shock to me if we didn't yeah. see it. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. It just I'm with you. I. I had kind of mourned things too. And I, I think a lot of us have, and a lot of people for that matter still do. And like, I want my America back. And well, sorry, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, well, I just feel like we grew up dreaming of this life yeah. that we want to build for ourselves. 
And we got here and we started building it and now it's all being picked apart. Yeah. It, faster than we can build it. Right. Our lives are being picked apart. Yeah. So this dream that we had, it's just not going to happen. So, okay, what was the natural way of thinking? Well, I always thought that I would build this life. I would live it and then boom, I'd go to heaven one day. Well, they done took care of this. So now I got to look forward to this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, you're tearing this world apart. This yeah. world's in shambles. Everything's falling apart. Gotta, and I know where it's going. Because if we read our word and we know the word, then we know yeah. where it's going. So the only thing to really look forward to and to have joy in yeah. is Jesus. Well, and let's, maybe let's, that's the point. Yeah, it is. But let's draw a line, though, because we, we know that's going to happen. He's going to come back, and, and all those things are going to take place. But we're still here. Oh, I still love every moment. Yeah, here. I love yeah. every moment I'm here. Yeah. I'm not grateful for, or I'm not ungrateful for yeah. anything. I'm yeah. very grateful for my life. Love my life. Yeah. I, I cherish every minute. If anything, knowing all this makes me appreciate all these things more. Right. So it's not, let's hurry up and get, get this over with so I don't have yeah. to see these people no more. No, I still want to see them. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, people are just, my, my point was people are throwing up their hands and going, well, we'll just wait for them to come back. And it might, it might not happen in the next 40 or 45 years. Yeah. It might be 400 more years, you know, 10, you know, whatever. And people are just like, well, you know, they've got their hands off the steering wheel and the gas pedal to the floor. And then yeah. it's like, well, Jesus, take the wheel. Like, that's not it either. Yeah, give him the you accelerator know? too if you want yeah. to go that route. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. So there's we we do have to be careful in saying that, well, we we win in the end, right? Yeah, and We yeah. get to go to heaven and all those things. That's fantastic. And well, know, I think that's where day. my peace comes from. Yeah. You know, not that I'm necessarily just itching every day. All right, come on back. Come on back. Right. But it's definitely more like, okay, well, if it happened today, I got peace about it. Yeah. More of a peace about it. Yeah. Uh, than I did, yeah. so growth, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but when you you look at somebody like Oliver Anthony, what is his real name? Is not he, yeah, it's his, a, his, Chris not, Chris Lunsford is his name. Yeah. Oliver Anthony's his granddad, who he named his like, persona, his, his persona stage name, whatever after. But he he's speaking, you know, as an angry American because all the stuff we're seeing or whatever. He's also speaking with the heart of an addict who yeah. has overcome, you know, all these things. And he got hurt working in the mill and got, I guess, hooked on pills and was on all kind of alcohol and, you know, whatever. Um, and he's kind of overcome all that and is recently, has recently converted to Christianity. So that stuff's new for him. Um, and if you've, you can read about it. You almost have to go there. Um, what they call the Great White Ghetto, which is like, the hill country like virginia west virginia i've seen Kentucky. documentaries yeah like uh, the wonderful a, whites of west virginia yes, yeah yeah those people are real that's yeah. a real thing <laughs> it's pretty wild yeah. and then you got the uh, i read a great book it was called hillbilly elegy and man i can't remember who wrote it i think they maybe they didn't make a movie about it but uh it wasn't we, we used to do a bunch of mission work in a little town in west virginia and the book was about a town in Virginia, but as I was reading this story, it was the same place. Yeah, you know, all the same people and the same stuff happening. The so one from JD Vance. No, what's the guy? A guy wrote it. The Hillbilly Elegy. That's I'm looking at the book. What's the What's the name? Uh, JD Vance wrote. That's the yeah. I always say Jenny. Yeah. JD. JD. That's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. He tells a fantastic story. So that's where. 
I said all that to say that's where Oliver Anthony's from, right? So, like, they're people, and it's a different culture up there. It's a whole different world when you go into these places. There are people up there that are, like, the, the mine closed down or the factory closed down, and they live in what used to be the, the mill village or yeah. the mine village, whatever, and now they're kind of like, you know, for the last 30 years, it's been like, well, what are we going to do next? And they just haven't moved on, and they're not, they're not less intelligent, there's just nothing there like to do. There's no tomorrow. They're um, almost like a uh, like an island tribe. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean. Like yeah. they've been secluded to their own little world yeah. for so long. They're not really, uh, I guess you would say, a part of right. civilization. Yeah, I guess you'd the, call and they're it. happy. That was the the funny part because I pull into this little poor little town and I think, golly, how sad. They're not sad. They're they're happy people. There's just not. You know, there's not a new mill coming in to give everybody a job. Yeah, they're not opening back up the coal mine. You know, and it just—I don't know—but they're they're joyful. I don't know, I guess, but they with their life and what they. I have. think I can understand that. Though. Yeah, yeah. I think where I, I don't know. The older I get, the more I long for that. Almost bought a house up there a couple of years ago. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, it's like yeah. why. Do, why am I so wrapped up in wanting all this, all this stuff? Yeah. Working my like the dude singing about working himself to death overtime for yeah. no money. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. You know, so we can buy another thing or have another thing or whatever. And it's yeah. like, why? W- if you can be happy with less stuff, by God, that's the Man. way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you think about like your job. You work at a job that has some of the guy's name on the front. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how many of us do that? How many of us have done that? And there's nothing wrong with that, but you think, well, why don't I work for Chris Pyle, you know, or, or for Oliver Anthony or whoever? I could do that and maybe I, I'd be happier. I've spent most of my adult life fighting that feeling. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I always have this, if my job doesn't fulfill me. Yeah it's time to move on. Yeah. And then I go to a different one and it fulfills me for a little while yeah. and then it quits fulfilling. So then I move on. Luckily enough, I have the skills that allows me to do such things, but it's not a great thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And and the older I get and the more I think about it, I'm like, man, I've wasted so much time worried about the wrong things. I'm sitting here trying to get the most fulfillment out of my daily job. When if I was really just doing what God wanted me to do wherever I was, yeah. I would probably be plenty fulfilled. Yeah. More than likely. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's tough because you don't, you don't always get the job like that you thought you wanted when you were a kid. I did one time. I got to do what I wanted. I did too. And, and it totally it. destroyed my dream. No, Is that the well, I have been a trucker, okay. but that's not what I want to do when okay. I was a kid. That was my thing. I got to do it. And I was like, well, this is cool. You know, for a, a day, of, yeah, a little while, I got to see some stuff, and then I was like, "Man, if I turn around, and went home right now, it'd take me two and a half days to get there." Like, okay, this is not for me anymore, and you know, then, but yeah, I mean, but we're looking to the wrong thing to fulfill us, I guess. Because right. I mean, I did the same thing. I grew up my whole life thinking one day I'm gonna grow up and be some kind of famous hot rod builder or something, yeah. and uh, of course, working where I work now, I worked there before for several years, and that was the perfect start for that life i was yeah, going for yeah. 
So I worked there for several, several years and then moved on and did this, that, and other. And then eventually got a job at a shop building some of the baddest hot rides. These guys were competing against Chip Foose at car shows around the country. And I got to work on some of these cars. So that sounds really awesome. So yeah. like, Chris, you're living your dreams. Yeah, until he started bouncing paychecks Ooh. and then coming to work in a brand new pickup truck after bouncing oh, paychecks, boy. borrowing money from other employees oh. to pay the other employees. And I'm like, it totally just crushed my dream, man. Yep, like, do it. I left there and was like, okay, well, I don't want to build hot rods no more. What am I yeah. going to do now? I'll drive a truck. Yeah. I just got my CD. I had my bad experience getting my CDLs right before uh-huh. I went to work there. But then I went and drove the truck for a little while. Yeah. And then you realize, man, if you want to make any money in this truck, you really got to be in it a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't like being in it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Just give me enough to, you know. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to be two days away from my home in a truck ever again. It would, I think if I would, if I didn't have kid, mm-hmm. I probably would have took to it and never looked back exactly. and just been driving. Yeah. No, I, I didn't have kids and I wasn't married any of that, but like made pretty good money. Yeah. But I was never at home. But when I first started, <laughs> I was away from home for like five or six weeks to go yeah. to Utah and get my license and all this stuff. And I was away from my daughter at the time. She was like two, two and a half oh, or something. Tough. And I, man, it tore me to pieces. Yeah. So I was like, okay, can't go over the road trucking. Well, yeah. when you don't have any experience and whatnot, it's hard to get a local job. Eventually I did. Yeah. And you always think, well, I just think if we can just modify it a little bit, uh. it'll be better. <laughs> well, then you get exactly what you asked for and you're in that truck home every day, still miserable. Yeah. Because you're in that truck every yeah. day. So. Yeah, but what did you what did you say about it? You know what I mean? Like, how long did you just swallow it and keep getting and getting up and going, and getting in the truck every day? Uh, I feel like I do that every day, regardless of where I'm going. Well, to work. maybe so, but I mean, I did the trucking thing off and on for a couple of years. You yeah. Know? So but, suppose you'd written a song about it and put it out there. You know, does that change your life, or does it does it at least change the way you feel about things? I don't know. If I felt strong enough about something and had the ability to write a song and sing it, oh yeah, yeah I'd be doing it. Yeah, well, I'm one of them people that loves music, but I am not musically. Well, inclined. I'm not either. I'm good I'm, with words. <laughs> yeah. I can write you a song, but I don't know if it's going to sound because yeah. I can't sing it. Yeah, yeah. So no, I'm just saying he, this guy, said it. Yeah, you know what I mean. He said it. He said the words, and you know, we we've all like I said, we thought what he said like, well, yeah that, that that resonates with me and you know to, to even say it like how many of us don't even mention it we're just miserable and we just go to work because that's what we're supposed to do and, yeah i feel like we don't say it a lot yeah you know what i mean like my wife gets to hear it every now and then yeah because she's the only one that sees the lows that i have right. so you know when those days happen she gets a dose of it but i don't share that with just everybody yeah Maybe I should share it with more people. Yeah, for sure. But and more people should share it with you. Yeah, you know? well, we're kind of programmed to yeah. avoid our we don't get emotion. The complain, right? Yeah, we don't get to complain. Yeah. And then you got people to complain over nothing, like uh, words. Words, man, you're good at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny you mentioned words because we totally didn't talk about that beforehand, but. Uh, so people are mad at this guy because of some specific words that he used. Yeah, they ain't even bad words. Man, it, you know, I wouldn't say them from the pulpit. I try not to say them at all. 
but it ain't the end of the world either. It's not. It's my opinion on that. Is, yeah, I'm totally aware of what scripture says. Yeah. Uh, good and bad can't come from the same spring, yeah. and, or cold and hot can't come from the same spring, and and all this. But I'm all also. We have to think about scripture when it was written. Mm-hmm. And who it was written to, and all that before we start judging people for saying certain four letter words. First of all, if the word is God and God, the word was with God, and God is words. Yeah. He spoke eternity and everything into existence with mm-hmm. his word. So, yes, words are important. Is there anything as a bad word? How is there a bad word? Yeah, you know, somebody called me yesterday and asked me what I thought about profanity. I mean, what does the Bible say about it? Uh, okay. Well, obviously most, a lot of people love to, t- people love to tell kids this using profanity shows your lack of intellect. Uh, yeah. I, I like that. to say, well, you're, you being offended by a word shows your lack of intellect too. <laughs> I, I'm not going to allow my 10 year old daughter to use profanity, yeah. but if you are expressing some feelings to me and say, there's some drama, whatever, and yeah. one or two comes out and I'm like, bro, you can't be talking like that now. I just totally dismissed every feeling you tried to share with me and yeah. then brought up something you messed up yeah. and sharing your feelings with me. Uh, yeah, you were sharing my feelings. That's all good, but you used the wrong word. Right. Really? Yeah. That's always well, made me mad. Where, uh, there's a lot of people calling out, you know, you used, that, you used the wrong word as a thing these days, right? Yeah. You were supposed to call me him or he or the, that, or whatever. And, and we're hijacking our own language and destroying it. But, yeah, something like that where somebody's bearing their soul, which you can listen to these songs, and especially if you're watching the guy's video, you see that's what's happening. Um, I don't feel like there's some people that think he's a phony and he's putting on or whatever, but I don't feel like that's the case. I'm telling you. Because uh, well. I, I know people like this guy and people where he's from, and it just doesn't. For him to say these things, I'm like, well, yeah, that's that's his life. Like, that's country songs and rap songs used to be the same thing, just in a different neighborhood. Yeah. You know, and that's where he's coming from. Well, when people judge that guy like that, it just shows me that, uh, how they would judge me. They just won't say it to me, but they'll hey. say it because <laughs> they'll say it, they'll say it about him. Cause he's just yeah. some guy on the internet. Yeah. But if somebody, you know, is dogging this guy for saying that word, I'm over here thinking, have you met me? <laughs> uh, how long have we talked? Yeah. yeah. Have we ever had a conversation? Yeah. You know, I clean it up for this. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, I, I don't sp- talk like a sailor or anything, but, you know, also, again, I'm an adult. Sometimes things happen. Well, and this guy, where he's from and, and his life experience, you know, he's he's recently come to faith. Yeah. That's the story, at least. Um, maybe nobody's ever told him you're not supposed to say those things. Yeah. You know, that this is this is all new stuff for him. Um, or not supposed to, you know, as far as that goes. But, yeah, maybe he's never heard it. You, you shouldn't say that. Yeah. Or you shouldn't. He mentions uh, God's name a couple times, and they're like, well, you shouldn't have said You know, and, and no, he shouldn't have used the Lord's name that way. Maybe he doesn't know. Yeah. Well, I had this thought on my way here because I listened to both the songs to getting freshened up on, uh, on everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm all like, you know what? If that's all you heard out of that song was the bad words, you totally Man. missed the point for yeah. one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't think God's going to judge me for a particular word that I say. I think he's going to judge me about the words I say against my brothers and sisters more than anything. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. going to be, well, you said negative things about my children. It's not going to be, well, you said that 
four letter word. Yeah. Shame on you. I think people take things the wrong way. When it's cold and hot, can't come from the same mouth. Can't it does say that, right? It's like yeah. can't bless the Lord and damn Blessings your brother. Yeah, yeah, you can't do both. That's what it means. It's yeah. not a particular word. If you look back the origin and go back far enough on all these words and break them down, they don't mean much of nothing. Yeah. We put the stigma on the words. Right. Now I say all that to say, please don't let your toddler say <laughs> Like the F word and stuff, because that, that, for some reason, that does kind of offend me. Yeah, mostly because yeah. I'm, mostly because I start thinking, who of you makes one of these little ones sin? It'll Ooh. be better for you to put a brick around your neck and jump in the water. You know what I mean? Right, right. And I'm like, man, these people are just so proud to let their little kids run around talking like heathens. Yeah, yeah. I'll, you know, I had saw a TikTok the other day where a lady. Had her little, he might have been eight or nine in the back seat of the car, and she had Biggie on. Mm. And he didn't know she was recording him. He's in the back seat flipping birds. Oh, putting it down. And she goes, hey. And he puts them down. And I'm all like, what did you expect to happen? Yeah, you put it out there. You made You're that happen. You're riding around with your little <laughs> yeah. child listening to Biggie. Yeah. Now, I love Biggie. Yeah. Tell I love Tupac. I love all the 90s gangster rap. I yeah. grew up listening to all of it, yeah. but I don't ride around letting my kids listen to it. You can't, man, because what you put in is what's going to come out, right? Especially at that age. Yeah. They just do it because if mama put it on the radio, it must be okay. Yeah. Exactly. But here's a little side quest, though. So one of my heroes in the faith, a guy named Martin Luther, the yeah. German one, he uh, he was famous for his use of foul language. He thought the Pope was the Antichrist mm-hmm. and let him know as much in no uncertain terms on many occasions. Um, I don't have a problem believing I'll see Martin Luther in heaven one day. And that's not to say that what he said, the words that he used are okay or not, or whatever. But, well, even nowadays in Germany, in Europe, I you met a European person, man, they have uses for cuss words that yeah. we couldn't possibly imagine. They're oh, like, yeah. it's like an Olympic sport over there. Oh, yeah, they're good. But uh, but it's a cultural <laughs> thing. You're welcome, Tango. <laughs> that, it's like a, it's and it a sounds so thing. classy, too. They just roll it in there. It's tough in the German, but in the English, you know, they're good at it. But uh, but it's a, it's a cultural thing in a lot of places. The words don't mean the same thing there that they do over here. We're not uh-huh. you know offended and same way that uh, I had a, a I'm gonna be careful here because people that I know know him. Uh, he's a pastor in a European country who was here doing some fundraising for his little church over there and invited me out for a beer and I was like. I'm good with that, but you need to understand that if some of these people and these churches you've been going to asking for money see you, they're going to close their checkbook on you and walk away. And he was like, well, what are you talking about? And I had to explain to him that, yeah. you know, this is Georgia, not that Georgia over there where pastors drink beer. This guy's not from Georgia, but, I, you know, but uh, it, it, people got a mindset about things. and it's But it's, some of it's cultural. Is the well, I know when I, was, when I did uh, the youth group stuff and all mm-hmm. that, it's like I wouldn't drink beer anywhere in Rome. Yeah. Out in public, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean, and it's like more or less it's out of respect, you know what I mean. It's right. like I'll just avoid that conversation. Yeah. It's not the yeah. end of the world if I don't drink a beer with my dinner. Yeah, you know I'll do that like in Kennesaw or well, something. Well, and you don't want to cause you want to cause somebody else to stumble. Yeah, right. Maybe the, whoever this person is is not. Maybe they struggle with alcohol. Yeah, and they don't need to see you at mm-hmm. Applebee's 
with nine empty beer glasses on your table. But when it comes to the profanity thing, though, like, what do you think would be the worst thing you could call somebody back when Jesus walked to earth? What's the worst thing you could say to somebody? The worst thing you could say to somebody is, I don't know. Satan. You devil. You, yeah. How serious would they take that? Pretty serious? That's pretty, yeah. yeah, Jesus pretty did that. Heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was part of the conversation I had yesterday was that I could hurt your feelings without saying a single cuss word. I could rip your heart oh, out. I could yeah. eviscerate you with words and none of them be what we think of as profanity. Yeah. You know, and it, so where's our heart? Yeah. You know, and, and you again, you shouldn't be flippant with your language either. Because, you know, everything's got a, a place and a season and, and we're, there's a way that we're supposed to conduct ourselves. I shouldn't tear you apart with my words. Yeah, yeah. You know, but to say, well, which one of those words would I not be allowed to say? Do I have to put eight of them together before you can't yeah. say, you know, this particular thing? I don't know. I, I, again, I don't want to condone. I'm not going to condone whatever. it either. No, I know, but it's... You know, it's that line we have to tread and go, well, it's, it's bad to say bad words, but, you know, hey, but it ain't that bad. <laughs> Where do we get off being so offended? It's easy. Mm. If I'm offended by something you did, it, it puts me above you. I'm better than you, right? Because, well, you said those things that, that hurt my feelings and offended me when at the end of the day, offense is a choice. That's hard to swallow because I want to be able to point to things and say, well, that's terrible. You can be, I think you can be mad about things like injustices, you know, or, or yeah, whatever. I, I get pretty upset when I think about somebody killing their unborn baby. But I don't think that's, that's not the same offense as you saying something mean to me. You know, like today somebody heard, I was a, a Twitter thing, as a matter of fact, somebody I guess read my bio on Twitter and they were like, oh, you're a pastor. I bet you touch little boys. Well, like, I'm not offended because this guy's got 19 followers on his burner account. And don't know you, know you from Adam. Right. No idea. Not offended in the least. I could have been. I could have decided, well, that's offensive, and I'm going to fight with this guy on Twitter. Well, that would have been stupid. Yeah. I'd have been offended and stupid. I don't get where we get off being so offended. Um, I don't know. Like, what you do in your life is not enough of my concern to be offended about what you're <laughs> yeah. doing. You know, yeah. and I also don't get this need everybody has to be affirmed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need you to affirm a thing in my life for me. I don't understand yeah. where the, the world is starving for. We know what the problem yeah. is. We know. Yeah. And we'll never be able to just tell them. Yeah. You know, because then we're just trying to beat them over the head with the Bible. Right. Christian, yada, yada, yada. But all we can handle is how we react to things. And we know what's right. And, yeah. And these people are looking for something that they're never going to find in this world, but they're going to be very deceived because somebody's yeah. going to come along and give them a, a, a counterfeit version of what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to do them, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you look at, I mean, it's a fact that you get a dopamine hit when you open up your Twitter, your TikTok, your Instagram, whatever, and you have notifications. Oh it, yeah. It's yeah. Good. So we, we, we get some of that, and then we need more of it. So then we, you know, raise the bar or whatever, do something a little bit crazier, and we get more of them. But you never, you can't ever get enough. But it's because we're trying to fill, and it sounds cheesy to say the God-shaped hole in us. Um, we all need God. Everybody does. Some people have him. Some people don't. 
Some people have him one day and some people never will, but they're all basically have the same void and we're trying to fill it up with something. And maybe it's affirmation, maybe it's attention or, you know, social media response or, or whatever, but nothing's going to do it. No. So we just, <clears throat> we chase the next thing, whatever the next thing is. And it's sad. Do you ever realize that? I mean, do you realize that in yourself or do you see any of that in yourself? Less as I, I can look back and see things like my Facebook memories. I'll get my Facebook memories yeah. and I thought, man, you know, I was having a bad day when I posted that and I was looking for a dopamine hit. Mm-hmm. So I put something out there and it got a bunch of reactions and I felt better for seven seconds. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I know I've typed out lots of things to post oh, and then realize man. that's what I was doing yeah. and then not post it. Yeah. And hypocritical of me, I see other people do it all the time and I'm mm. like, you're so basic. Like, why are, you, <laughs> why are you posting this? Why are yeah, you just trying yeah. to get attention? I'm thinking, oh, I wanted that same attention last week. Mm-hmm. I just didn't hit post. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, I type and delete all kinds of things. Oh, think. text, everything. Yeah. 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 I think, man, if my, if my pastor said that, what would I think? Well, then I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> But I think it's so. I think there's some room for something different, though, because what's been happening, or what we've been trying for however many years, don't seem to be working that great. I mean, discipleship has fell off in the in the church. Hold yeah. no quotations for people who can't see us in the church. Discipleship is nothing now. Yeah, you know, and I, I yeah. to me, you'll never convince me that a majority of Problems among believers is the lack of discipleship. We yeah. can't really, you can't pinpoint the problem in the world because we already, well, we can. It's lack of God. <clears throat> and all these other problems you can think of in the world falls under that lack yeah. of God. But within believers here, it, it's kind of a different situation. Yeah. Well, and, and I look at somebody like Oliver Anthony and I look at Donald Trump. And as a Republican, we expect Trump to be whoever to be a Christian. They got to be a Christian too, right? Well, Trump needed us to believe he was a Christian. So who did he get? He got all these pastors to come in there with. He got the snake oil salesman. He got Paula White. He got Kenneth Copeland. And he got all these the dollar dollar bill wagons. club. Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking about somebody like Oliver Anthony, who you know two weeks ago was some rando in West Virginia, and all of a sudden he's famous. And he's talking about God. So how long is it going to be until Todd White goes up there and starts pulling on his leg? Right. You know what I mean? And I'm like, man, if I wish I could talk to that guy and he's got this much biblical knowledge, like if I could talk to him before they do. Well, you're wanting to preserve that uh, natural organic spirit that he has. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, there's people on our own street that need that too. Has that, yeah. Yeah. And we're like ready to run up to Virginia and help this guy. But the thing is, we know Oliver Anthony's. I mean, we meet them every day. Yeah, yeah. They just don't have a song on YouTube. Right. Um, us men don't have a whole lot of support because we don't talk about things. Yeah. So this guy actually says what we're all thinking. Mm-hmm. So maybe a few of us can actually be like, hey, I feel like that too. You know, maybe we can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, we, we don't get to complain. Right, we 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 talk to our wives some, and you know those types of things. And there, if you've got a good one, she understands. But like, 
We just we don't we can't we don't go to HR and complain. Not like really. It just doesn't happen. I mean, I do complain. I ain't gonna, well, I ain't gonna lie. I, I do complain a lot in be, the shower. It do be that way sometimes. Yeah, I do complain. Yeah. But my wife, yeah, she gets most of it, all yeah. of it for a majority, and she takes it very, very well. We kind of well, do that, that for each other. But though. how many things do we complain about to our wives that they can actually relate to? I don't. I don't think that is really important that much. Mm. And I also think that venting to your wife too much is bad too, though. Yeah. Yeah, because if you come home every day and it's empty garbage onto your wife <laughs> yeah. every day, yeah, eventually she's gonna be like, "Man, I'm kind of tired of this." Yeah, I'm sick of this. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. just do something different. Right. So, but I mean, if you have garbage to dump out every single day, there's probably something going on with you. That right, needs to there's be some greater out. need. Yeah, but she's definitely the one that hears everything. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I don't know, That's, but discipleship has fallen off though. It's a major. Uh, deficiency in the church. We just don't do it. You know, somebody was asking me, I've been asked twice in the last week, maybe it's a sign about a Wednesday night service. I thought, well, we, you know, there ain't but you know, a handful of us here to go to church. Yeah. And then your Wednesday night attendance is always lower because some people work till six o'clock, seven right. o'clock, whatever. They got you know, stuff going on. And so if we cut our tiny church in what might be a third for Wednesday night. Is it still worth doing those things? Maybe, maybe it's not a church service. Maybe it's something else. Are we maximizing what we're doing here by only having church one day a week? Um, is some bigger church maximizing what they're doing? You know, they've got a million dollars in the bank and they've got a nice big sanctuary and they got Sunday school and they have a wand and they have all those things. But is there something else they could be doing discipleship? Well, if they have enough of a cushion, they ain't got to worry about maximizing much. Yeah. You know, yeah. They're not stressing anything. Right. Um, I think when we get to the end of this journey and we look back on things, if we have any regrets, it's probably going to be the not putting this before all the other things. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like Man, my, you listened to a good preacher yesterday, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like that all these things that we are consumed with and busy mm. with on a daily basis, every day, the, the majority of the things that rule our minds is not important at all. That's fair. I mean, I, I, I'll say that to the majority of things that rule my mind because I'm always subconsciously got the God thing going on yeah. 24-7. Yeah. But me spending however many hours in the evening scrolling TikTok doesn't matter. Uh, Playing Call of Duty doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, are all these things justifiable? Yeah, I can justify all of them. Right. I worked hard today. Yeah. I deserve to sit here on my tail and just stare at my phone and zone out for a minute. <laughs> yeah. um, I've done this after the other, so I deserve to do this, that, and the other. But the reality is, I don't deserve squat. Whoa. I don't deserve any of this. Yeah. But we're we love to make victims out of ourselves. Mm-hmm. That dude has a Anthony Oliver Anthony. He made no victim out of himself. He no. takes it on the chin and just keeps doing what he feels like God wants him to do. Yeah, and I pray yeah. he keeps doing that. Yeah. Um, I hope I get better at it. Yeah. No, I do too. I do. There's always room for improvement on that because I mean, it, I catch my especially as a pastor, I catch myself going, "Well, I could be studying right now, you know, as opposed to whatever I'm doing." You know, on top of my, my full-time job and, and being dad and trying to maintain, you know, relationships and things like that. And I go, well, I got I got 19 extra minutes right now. I could, you know, I better get in the way. And I do, you know, a lot as much as I can. But, I mean, 
you know, you, there's a lot of life going on too. I feel like uh, I could be doing a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. I weigh a whole lot more. You know, yeah, I work hard. And yeah, I, yeah. I don't feel like that's something men should be really gloating about. I work hard. Yeah, you're supposed to. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So a comedian has a joke about parents. like, well, I'll take care of my kids. Yeah, you're supposed to do that. Yeah, that's the minimum, that's, right? That's the minimum requirement, <laughs> you know. Having a job, yeah, you're supposed to do that. Right, yeah. I think it's just become so many people don't work now. Yeah. Well, now the ones that are work are getting a sense of pride like about some themselves. Badge of honor. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's, I'm glad you're working. You're, right. But that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. God, there's a line though, man. The, the one that kills me is the guys that are like, I worked 86 hours last week, you know? Like, oh, so you saw your family none. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You spent zero time with your family. Um, you, you don't have any hobbies. You don't, you know, you, you worked a lot and that's great. Maybe you have a lot of money. Maybe you should sell your five jet skis. Right. You know, all the stuff you're making payments on, get your finances in order. And I, you know, I don't want to get ripped about that one, but. What about the people that don't work? Scripture says, if you don't work, you don't eat. The lazy man can starve. Yeah. But if you start having that kind of attitude towards things and and actually telling people that, oh, you will be a yeah. mark. You will be canceled. You are a heartless, ruthless <laughs> yeah. human being. He thinks everybody should starve. Like, yeah. oh, I just think you should push some effort in to take care of yourself. Well, and that was another another hangup with the the Oliver Anthony song. The the Richmond North of Richmond is the the specific song we're referencing for the most part. Um, if you're five foot three and weigh three hundred pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rounds. Yeah, I heard that called cruel. I'm 300. You laugh, Tango, you laugh. <laughs> I mean, I buy my own fudge rounds for that reason. <laughs> right, well, that's the uh, point, though, right? I'm 350 pounds. I don't get offended by that because nobody is buying my fudge rounds. That's the important part. Oh, he's talking about fat people. Yeah. No. No. He's, he's talking not. He's talking about lazy people. <laughs> yeah. There's different kinds of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm an overweight guy, but I'm active. I work. I get out every day. I'm 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 doing something. But yeah, I'm still yeah. an overweight guy. Yeah. We all know who he's talking about. Yeah. We all know who he's talking well, about. But that comes back to Chew. We want to be offended. And that's the thing, right? I don't care that he mentioned God's name, and I don't care that he said those couple of cuss words, but that's the thing. That's the thing I'm upset about is he talked about fat people. Okay. Wasn't talking about fat people. I used to go to church with a guy that told me if you get offended, it probably means somebody just told you some truth that you don't like. Bada bing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's all being offended is, is hearing something that is true and you don't like that it's true. Yeah. That's yeah. all it is. That's it. That's it. So I mean, many yeah, times. you can get people can lie and make you offended, of course. Yeah, but right. I would say in today's culture, the people that love to scream "I'm offended" more often than not are people that uh, I don't know they uh, they they don't have any room to be offended. First of all, they're not really contributing anything to this world but being offended. Right. Uh, you're offended now. What? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It, I, I guess we've rewarded being offended like we've created this entire victim class because you get attention now if you're offended like we said a minute ago if you're offended that means you're a better person than somebody else because they said these mean things and they're not as nice or as good or as virtuous as you talk about virtue signaling and i look back at them though i know you're not better than me because you're offended you're weaker 
pain. You know what I mean? You're yeah. more concerned with other people's lives yeah. than you should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're not feeding people and helping people, then they're none of your business. Right. That's the only business anybody you have of anybody else's yeah. is to yeah. help them. Yeah. You don't get to tell them how to live their lives or how to think about things or whatever. Right. You know? Even we do, so then we can be offended. And and even still, if I'm feeding somebody now so many times. I feel right, like you have the right. Well, yeah. If I give you a sandwich, I get my phone and I gotta go like, look, I gave this guy a sandwich, you know, and oh. then now we're I thought you were going how, a different direction with that. But we can go that one too. Uh, but I mean it's you know, I, look 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 how good I am because I gave this no, guy no, a sandwich. I, no, I've seen that too. Yeah. And yeah, that does that, that's very uh Shallow, yeah, very shallow, right there. You know, you starving last thing you need to somebody's phone in your face, uh, yeah, gloating that they're giving you a sandwich. Yeah, just put it in his hand and walk away. I was gonna say, once somebody does something for you, then they feel like they uh have the right, yeah, to be offended or yeah. tell you how to what to do, what right. to say, stuff like that. Now, if I give you something, if I give you a gift. You can light it on fire. It's yours. Right. I'm probably not going to give you anything else. But if I give you something and make it yours, it's not any of my business what you do with it after that. I don't think the government has the same theology. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't no, think they don't have the same philosophy same, yeah. on that at all. No, they're, they're a whole different. That's where I'm kind of going. Yeah. It's kind of like the thing is, yeah, we give you welfare. You got to vote for us. We buy your fudge rounds. Right. right? We buy your fudge rounds. Yeah. You keep us in the fat house. Yeah, well, that's the idea. It became, I guess, a situation where we, we can vote for a living now. Yeah. We can vote for the guy that's going to give us the stuff. Yeah. Like, well, people have realized that now, and they, they vote for these people because their name is on the check when it comes in, you know, or it comes from their department or whatever. But, yeah, we, we're, we've created this victim class, and we've created these, these professional voters which is never what this was supposed to be. Nah. Well, how do we as Christians uh, navigate that? Well, we... Pastor. Yeah, no, we, we do our best. <laughs> we, we love our neighbor. We love our neighbor. Sometimes loving our neighbor looks like buying a bicycle for the homeless guy because he's trying to get a job. And, yeah. you know, <clears throat> yeah. um, sometimes loving your neighbor means, hey... I'm not going to give you any more money. You have to get a job. Yeah. Take care of your family. Uh, go to church. You do these things. You know, it's holding people accountable. That That's loving your neighbor, too. Yeah. Do we tap toe around the culture of offending people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I mean do we tap toe as to, we try not to offend them, or we just do what we do and they be offended? I mean, it, you get to a point where you're looking at, like, I can help this person or I can pay my mortgage or my, you know, my kids need shoes. Then you got to say, hey, you know, you're on your own. And maybe that's offensive. Maybe they are offended. That's too bad. You know, you that's your family. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that sounds harsh. But there's got to be a line. Um, there are towns that, receive inordinate amounts of homeless people mm -hmm. from other communities that get sent there on buses because the, these towns take such good care of homeless people. You can go to a different church every day of the week and get a meal. You can go to the hospital. You can do whatever you got to do. 
Um, but they can't do that for you in Wahoo, Nebraska, so they give you a bus ticket to come to this place, and they ain't have to deal with you anymore. That's not love. Like, let's let's help this person where they are. Let's create a way for them to get back on their feet. And this is a drum that I beat all the time. The government has taken the churches. The church gave their job to the government. Yeah. Right? The church ought to be the ones taking care of widows and orphans. They, the Bible's spells that out in no uncertain terms. That's pure and undefiled religion um, from the book of James. But we let the government do it. What the government's doing? The government's writing welfare checks. We don't have to do that anymore. The church, it used to be in a little town, the church would be, you know, Baptist hospital. Now, it is awesome that there's a town out there taking care of homeless people. Oh, yeah. That's that's, not a bad thing. Right, right. The bad thing is how are they helping them? They're are not. They, are they just keeping them fed and in a tent, or yeah. are they rehabilitating people and getting jobs and no. taking care of themselves? They're feeding them. They're feeding them. They give them a new tent every few months. They give them a, a hoodie or a pair of shoes or whatever, but it's not it's not fixing the problem, and the church dropped the ball on that. So what if there's people happy living that way? There are. There Is that okay? Yeah. I stopped doing so much homeless ministry because people were like, no, I'm good. You know, <laughs> like, like, hey, bud, let me help you. Let me help you get your driver's license. Yeah. I don't want my driver's license because then I got to get a car. Well, then I got to buy gas and insurance and then got to have somewhere to park this car. And uh, and then I got to get a house, someplace to live. And that sounds like a lot of responsibility for me. So I'm just going to live in this little village in the woods with these folks and ride my bike or walk or whatever. That's a real thing. I'm almost envious. What? Like yes. I've said, I've said, I've said it before, and I've told my wife this, and she looks at me like I am crazy. Now I'm not envious of homeless people. The the things you see on uh, what is it like in L.A. The situation in L.A. and everything. Yeah. But You're not uh, supposed to notice him right now. <laughs> But anyway, uh, like I don't envy that. But yeah. the situation you're saying, like those things are starting to happen here, and they're like the whole little tiny home communities mm-hmm. and people living off the minimum and I'm all. I'm like, to me, that sounds like that's the ticket. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's the yeah. ticket. Like yeah. there's a dude on TikTok. He's got him a tiny home with some solar mm-hmm. panels and a Tesla, and all he does is like DoorDash and Uber stuff. Yeah, and keeps his little operation going. I'm all like, I can't hate on that. No. I ain't mad. I don't know how he's ever going to retire, but I ain't mad at him. <laughs> I mean, but if the property's paid off and you DoorDash, yeah, I yeah. mean, at some point he'll get Social Security, keep his property taxes paid probably. Right. So it's yeah. a feasible thing. Yeah. Now, there's people living in vans, and it's a it's a nice thing. There's YouTubers and, you know. Yeah, I think we've said that before. It yeah, used to be if you this. didn't have a good job, you'd live in a van down by the river. Yeah. Now, if you save up a couple hundred thousand dollars, you can live in a van down by the river. You can live in a river. van down by the river, yeah. Right. But, I mean, there's people that do it. And that's that's a different thing, though, than, I, than living in a tent village and being homeless, you know. And if you're doing that by choice, and a lot of people are, it's not so much a thing here, but out west, it's a pretty big deal. Tom Green. Did he do that? Uh, Tom Green totally went and made built a big van, did his podcast out of a van. Then he went and bought a big farm. And now he has a farm in the middle of nowhere, and he has a podcast studio in his home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, he wasn't the first podcast. He wasn't the first person to call it a podcast anyway. He wasn't the first person to call it a podcast, yeah. but he was doing a vi- uh, show doing out of the podcast. basement of his house. Yeah before podcasts were invented yeah you know what I yeah, mean? yeah so you could say he's one of the pioneers yeah it helped that he was tom green though and everybody knew who he was and yeah but the dude like you watch him now and he's like so uh chill and relatable mm-hmm. and not like freddie got fingered movie yeah, and all yeah. that i mean it's he's a really cool dude i like it 
I hadn't, I hadn't seen anything from him in a long time, but bless his heart, I didn't know that's what he had done before he was Tom Green. Or yeah, whatever. we were talking about these homeless folks living in tents in the woods. I spent hours in my air-conditioned home, ah, yeah. in my recliner, watching YouTube videos of people camping by themselves yeah. in the middle of the woods. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, man, I wish that'd be so much fun. I'm going man, camping this weekend. I'm going to go camping this weekend. And yeah. the weekend rolls around. I'm like, oh, I can't get this chair in the Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going camping this coming week. We're hauling Is that where we are going? Hauling our vacation home. It's going to be fun, yeah. Where are you going? Going to Smoke Mine outside of Cherokee. Okay. A little campground, a little primitive campground up there. So we're going to – our little pop-up camper's going, but we ain't going to have no air conditioning. So I'm hoping mm. – it's 10 degrees cooler up there at a little bit of elevation maybe maybe we'll see we'll see you got a generator i do but they don't like them at the primitive campground because it's loud we gotta figure out a muffler system or some really nice solar panels Uh, yeah i'm going camping next month Oh, where y'all going? Oh, Hilton Head. I'm staying at a resort, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to rough it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, so rough from the Hilton. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be so rough from the Hilton. You're going, you're going to Savannah pretty soon, aren't you? I am. Yeah. We're going to Savannah that Friday. Yeah. And I'm going to show, well, Thursday. Um, Then we'll end up at Hilton Head Thursday night. Hilton Head. Played golf at a place on Hilton Head one oh, time. Oh, it's nice. The place I stay at is right there by the course. Yeah. yeah. This was, uh, what was it? Crescent Point. It's Arnold. One of People Arnold listening places. know I'm not a baller or anything. I go on one vacation every yeah. couple of years for three days. Expedia. Well, we credit cards. <laughs> we, helped, we helped some people move, and they bought us. They were like, let's buy you a round of golf. And we played golf. It's me and my brother. Let's buy you a round of golf. I said, okay. So they, we asked for a round at the cheapest place on Hilton Head, and it wasn't much more than you'd pay to play around here, but it was still the nicest course we've ever been on. So we roll up in there with, I had a little, uh, I had a 94 Oldsmobile 88. This would have been in about 2010, 2009. I took an 85 Oldsmobile 88 through a telephone pole when I was 16. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. No, we got, we got the paint peeling off this thing. We roll up in this golf course, and that we – you know, I parked in between the the Mercedes and the BMW. <laughs> Looking like, like Billy Madison. Yeah, yeah. Or Happy well, Gilmore. Just, there you go. Just run inside real fast. <laughs> like Happy Gilmore pulled up in the parking lot. Oh, car smoking. And what you got, Tango? <laughs> Cued the mic and everything. Now he can't contain himself. <laughs> I was just saying, I think I remember that one, but man, that's it was. It, oh yeah, no, you you totally saw that car before. It was way back. The, the whole that wasn't even the paint; it was the clear coat it had bubbled up. Yeah, off yeah. And it looked awful. I should have just peeled. Nineties models it. GM. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Great car. I drove that car everywhere, and I was still I would still own that car, but it it started leaking at one point, like through the back window. We yeah. could never find it, and water would stand in the back floorboard, and then I, I got mold at one point. It made me sick to drive it, so I had to get rid of it. I drive a Jeep. Mine leaks. I yeah. take the carpet out, so no mold. Yeah, you pull the plug out of the floor, and how was the out. golf? Oh, it was terrible. It was it was it was horrible. A horrible course, or you no, were horrible? No, a horrible course. It was impossible. It's one of the courses where you stand in a tee box and you're like, "Well, all right, I'm going to hit me a drive up here," and it's then like you a par seven or something. Yeah, so you look out there and, and there's like no safe space for you to land your ball, even if I could put it, except for one know, four foot square over here, right? And there's no way that I'm getting the ball where it's supposed to go. But uh, 
Yeah, it's one of those courses. I shot a hundred and twenty-two or something. I don't know, but golf's one of them things that I have a deep, deep, deep love for, but yeah. I suck at it. Well, I, you can't commit enough time to it to get good at yeah. it. Yeah, know, that's, that's it. the hard. Every part. couple of years, I'll get out there and I'm like, man, I, I want to like it. I yeah. want to love it. Yeah. I want to be good at it. Yeah. And I'll get out there and hit them, and I'm like, hey, it's just not for me. It's not going to well, happen for me. I mean, me. you went to the driving range because yeah. we were both having one of those things at the same time. We went out to the driving range and hit balls, and that's been two years ago. That's the last <laughs> time I hit a golf ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, out of that whole bucket, I might have hit five good ones. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, there were and, not a ton of good balls that day. And that one was one of them that had a computer, so you couldn't even lie to yourself about. Yeah, that yeah. one was good. It landed over there. Oh, y'all didn't see where it landed. Yeah. It landed no, straight. It the little, the little laser no, line. It's got a dang see. computer. It's like, no, it hooked actually over there and hit a goose. Yeah. We were in no, like Stonebridge. Stonebridge, yeah. Yeah, they got a launch yeah. box out there. That you can go. They got regular and, ones, and then they got the covered one yeah. with radios. Yeah, and you can TVs play music. You talk to that. Siri, and she dials up Hootie and the Blowfish for you, and like whatever. Yeah. It's Again, a it's a well kept secret, I think. None of us are ballers. We yeah, just know this people. Is, this, <laughs> yeah, my my brother was working there yeah. at the time, and he put it. He put. I'd go in there. I was playing a lot of golf when Drew worked at the golf at the driver. I would range. be too. Yeah, yeah. I was out there like twice a week, three times probably, tearing it up. I still wasn't any good, but we'd go do. Yeah, we gotta go out there sometime. He came and scooped me up in a golf cart in the parking lot. I didn't have to carry my bag. Oh, yeah. He yeah, just yeah. pulled up, and I put it in a golf cart, and we rode over there and hit golf balls. Yeah. They got like little We'll go. We'll do it. Line furniture and all that out there. You can okay. chill. We should get a match between you and Jamie Vernon. You know, Jamie's a big-time golfer. I would love it, but I, I'm so bad. I'm it doesn't matter. We're going we're gonna to challenge him, and that's how we're going to put this podcast on the map. Be hard to be worse than me. You got it. Producer versus producer. It uh, maybe we'll just do like a top golf thing. We won't do like a round of golf. That way we can kind of set some goals and parameters, and you can you got a shot that way. I think. I feel like I got a shot on top golf. We got him. Never played on a legit golf course. Have you not? I've played that golf course in Cartersville, which is like a par three. The one or you something. can play with no shirt on, the Green Acres. Maybe, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I played out there in a football jersey one time. I've played there. I've played at the Bowling Alley in West Rome. Mm-hmm. That's so much fun. It is that fun. Par three course. It is fun. But I've never played on. I, hmm. How am I? It would really be a Happy Gilmore situation if I go hang out at a country it. club. We're doing it. We're going to. We'll play at Stonebridge pretty soon. Especially okay. since it's cooling off a little bit. Mm. We'll have to do it on a non-busy day. It's going to yeah, be a tough we'll day. We'll go out there when it's raining. We'll play in the rain. You really want me? No, be, nobody will be there. That's the okay. Best time to play. Okay. Yeah, I'm down with yeah. that. Okay, we can play do in the that. rain. Just where you don't wear your. Do good people want to hear us talk about this? Is this I don't know. Is this what they want to hear us talk about? We did <laughs> yeah. a little bit, and we were talking about poor people a minute ago. Now we're like talking about the country club. How did that happen? How did we give him a foothold? I don't know. We were talking what about homeless people. What has the devil people. done to us? Yeah, we were talking about uh, helping homeless people. Now we're planning golf trips. There's a guy though that listens to us. Hello, Patrick. I'll just say your name. I can't say his last name because of his job, but. <laughs> He uh, he. T- this is his favorite part of of any podcast. Is the end? Well, when we're just when we get off and we're just talking and like he was like, man, it's just like we're bros hanging out in the garage with the the hood up on the hot rod or whatever, you know. And it's I, that's probably. It. I mean, yeah, I like that when I hear it in podcasts. But I think when you're recording them, you're thinking, uh, oh man, I gotta sound. We gotta inspiring. bring it back around. Yeah, yeah, we gotta be inspiring. Well, that's what this that's what this podcast is. 
there's a million, there's one going, my buddy's doing one right now, um, where they talk about all these things, deep theology and, and all this stuff. And that's great. That's fantastic. We should have those. But I didn't see a podcast out there where you could just talk. And yeah. it was just conversational. And it, well, we have some topics, you know, but it's not like we're nailed and married to those. But, yeah, it's just the same. I stole Joe Rogan's Yeah, platform. that's kind of <laughs> what Joe Rogan does. I think with Joe Rogan, uh, again, he's a celebrity. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You get two celebrities in a room, of course they got three or four hours worth of stuff to talk about. Right. Plus, they have never spoke really before. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of times I mean, they are in constant contact. I know, we talk all the time. You yeah. put us in a room together, and like, all right, now we got to come up with an hour's worth of stuff to talk about that we ain't already talked about. Right. Well, that's the <laughs> trick then, right? Is that's the hard something. part. Say, what have we talked about? And then you you get on something you have talked about, and you have to act like you haven't. Yeah. You know, like, this is totally not something that we... That is brand new information. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we were just hearing that now uh, for the first time. <coughs> Oh, all right. I got the crud. Don't get me sick, bro. I don't, I don't, it's not like sick, sick, but every season is allergy season in Georgia. And we had a guy come out the other day and mow our field down, and I ain't been right since. Well, so what do you think about uh, how much time? Where, where are we at? Ten more minutes. Okay. Um, so where are you at on the whole Fulton thing in Georgia? Arresting Holy Juliana smokes. and Trump and all that. You want to touch on that real quick? Man, I mean, do you really have an opinion? Yeah, well, yeah we can do this in 10 minutes. <laughs> we probably do, only need to do it for 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, we don't need to get too deep into the weeds on this. I think that what's happening there is an injustice. I think we're we're arresting political opponents, especially his lawyers. Like I can see a, a place where – you could feel like he said these things and this is what it meant. And you could, you could arrive at that conclusion. You can't arrest people's lawyers, man. And I, more than that, I wish that it wasn't, uh, I wish that it wasn't Donald Trump. I wish we could rally behind somebody else and say that it shouldn't be happening to that guy. Um, just because his ego is insane. Yeah. It's wild, and I don't want to be like, I'm on his side. I don't think he ought to be where he's at, but I don't want to be on his side, you know. And I've done an episode about that before, too. But. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all a big facade, wamboozle, whatever you want to call it. Wamboozle. It's a circus. Write that one down. we got to recycle yeah. that later. Wamboozle. It's a, it's a circus, you know what I mean? Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, you know, I'm a little touch of the conspiracy stuff here. Okay. So I, why are they trying so hard? Like, if we, if, I'm, when I say we, I'm using quotation marks. If we believe that uh, the election was rigged, mm-hmm. why are they trying so hard to discredit him even more before the next election? If they can just rig it again, why would they even be concerned about it? Well, are we saying that it wasn't rigged? I don't know. Okay. Well, I really don't know. I'm just saying these are just thoughts that come to my head yeah, when, I'm, when I'm digesting all this. You're BS. trying to set up a next episode, aren't you? Well, I'm That's just. Well, nah. <laughs> There'll always be a next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying when I'm digesting all this stuff and breaking it down, I'm like, why are they trying so hard to hurt the man when they can just rig the election? Yeah. And then I'm all like, well, okay, if they can't rig the election, what do you want to say, Tango? I, no, 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 no. I was just like, well, I mean, 
like 10 years ago, they were rubbing shoulders with him. They were his best friend. And now suddenly they hate him. But back to the, the, the Restys, how about the only one who got stuck in jail who got denied bond? Harrison Which, Floyd, the oh, director yeah. of Black Voices for Trump, because the black vote has flipped and oh, yeah. is no longer leaning Democrat. It's oh, still 61%. So now they're freaking out. They're like, we got to keep this guy locked up. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was so making waves. Now it's like, well, now you've really backed yourself into a hole and shown us you can't win without cheating. How crazy is it, though? It's insane. It's insane. And there's no way there's no way to put this toothpaste back in the tube. Because if he if he escapes all this stuff and gets elected again and then throws all these other people in jail, what's gonna happen next time one of them wins? Well, then, you know, everybody on the right is going back to jail. And then when the next time somebody on the right wins, everybody on the left's getting arrested. And I think that I was like the other day I thought, man, he should have just arrested Hillary Clinton when he had the chance, and that would not have prevented at all what's happening right now. You know, it just probably wouldn't. not, but I'm still a little ticked that he never did it. He never did a lot of things that he said he was going to do because that was one of the things I was looking forward to the most when he ran. Because yeah. I mean, I'm not a Trumper, you know. Yeah. What I mean, like, yeah. if I have to pick between Biden and Trump, yeah, I'm picking Trump, right? But I'm not a Trumper, I'm not a 100% Trumper. If right. it's I don't stay and dwell in it enough to know everything about everything. I right. just kind of go with my feelings. Yeah. And my feelings is I'd probably vote for DeSantis before I would Trump. Yeah. Just because I'm 100%. more I'm more impressed with how he's ran Florida during COVID and everything. He did a great job, yeah. But I'm not an always Trumper. He's he's not our I've said that on here before, he's not our savior. There's some people that worship that guy. And they I mean worship him they're waiting on him to climb up on the cross and die for their sins i don't get it i don't either <laughs> i don't either but it's a fact man and it's other poor people yeah I, i'm a poor too so i can say it yeah there's other poor people <laughs> yeah and I they're the this. ones that thinks he's the savior oh my trump's gonna save us all i like, know he's no. he does not he care about you yeah he, he was in there for four he was years there. he had both houses on his side. He could have done stuff. And yeah, and when didn't. he ran the first time, I'm like, the guy from the TV show is running for the president. You're, the you're fired guy. Yeah. You're then, fired. But then he <laughs> said, because she'd be in jail if I was in the White House. Yeah. I'm like, voting for that guy. I yeah. want to see her in jail. And then he gets in there, and like, literally the first hundred days of him being president, I'm all like, what well, hasn't happened? TikTok, yeah. dude. Or, or she's still just out there doing her thing. Yeah. Why is so. Crooked Hillary running around still? She's not in jail. She's right. not there. I'll put her there. Tango but Trump I didn't put bad. her there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we need more of that. Uh, man, more Tango Trump. You know, so, episode. I guess next time, I'm going to put it in your brain now. I want to th- get your thoughts. Um, what do you think about Roseanne Barr saying we ain't going to have an election in 24? That's very I interesting. I think she's going to owe Mike Malice, what is it, $1,000? Yeah, I think she's she going to have to. It was some money. She did Yeah, bet. she made a bet with Mike Malice that they wouldn't. I don't know. There wouldn't be an election next time. Is she, oh, see, is, see, see, he's on the side well, of I don't know if no, it's going to happen. I hear you, and I hear what she's saying. but She's not the only one that said it either. She's though. not, but Iraq had elections when Saddam Hussein was in there. Now... We all know how that went. Well, on so, our news, we were shown that they had elections. Right. So, but let's say, you know, we have to define, I guess, what an election is. Are we talking about a, a free and fair election or are we talking about an American an one election or where an the, American one? The one guy gets 99.9% of the vote. Well, how do you, you have I mean? an election when you got one guy locked out entirely who's well, the top of the top of the That's what we're looking side. at, right? And, and so that's where, 
where I get to the point where I go, we can't, we can't back up from here because they're talking about locking him out of the back. Like, can you delete somebody from back in the day? This happened. Now, Abe Lincoln got elected president and wasn't on the ticket in every state. He wrote in though, right? I, I don't know if he got wrote in or just had enough electoral votes in the states that he was in. But he wasn't on the ballot, especially in the southern states. He wasn't even on the ballot in a lot of the states, and he he won anyway. Now, was was that election rigged? I don't know. It was eighteen sixty. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Probably. But, yeah, know, I, I don't. But can you freeze? There was a different thing though. They had like eight different parties back then, so it wasn't like you had to qualify differently or whatever. But it's so. But in twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four, to kick somebody off a ballot, that's dangerous. Well, I watched. And well, I listened to when I was at work. I don't know if I sent it to you guys or not, but it was about the deal in Georgia, the mm-hmm. the voter fraud in Georgia. It's proof. There's it's proven. Yeah, it is proven. There is no if it could, if it would, whatever. It right. happened. There yeah. was whether who it helped, or whatever. I'm not real sure, but there was voter fraud in Georgia. <clears throat> I will never have faith in another election and unless it goes back to paper ballots. That's the hard part, right? So you, you don't have faith in, in in the election. Well, do you even bother to vote? No. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, 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 I vote, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I voted one time. Yeah. And it was this past time. Yeah. And you, you, had, you never I, voted That's the first time I'd ever voted. Oh, I vote for dog catcher, man. I vote on everything. But it's it's harder now. Like, I remember, I had a thought. It was funny, and I, I think I even put it on Facebook. Um, in 2016, I think it was 16, might have been 20, I went to the polling place, and they give you that little stylus pen, yeah. you know, and I thought they were handing me a cigarette. And my thought was, can I have a blindfold to go with that, you know, before I go in here and, right. and face the firing squad that is the ballot? Yeah, let's get this over with was kind of the thought. The older I get, the more I think this way. But I'm almost with the whole politics in general is rendered to Caesar what is Caesar's. Yeah. Like, just let them deal with that. That's more world stuff that I don't necessarily need to be wrapped yeah. up in. It is, but man, we gotta wrap up. But it is, but we, we still have to be present as believers. Yeah. Um, whatever that means. Maybe I mean, it's I'm, singing from the rooftops or voting in an election where our vote will never be counted or, or whatever, you know, we, we still got to be present. Uh, we can't just withdraw from the world because it's going bad. So, you know, for better or for worse, we still got to be there. It's tough. I don't, I, blame, I don't blame anybody who doesn't vote. If either, I had a big enough pocketbook, I could withdraw from the world and be by myself. Absolutely. I, I just can't afford up there that land. 40 acres next to Oliver Anthony. <laughs> I'd do it. That sounds Absolutely. like paradise to me. Absolutely. Well, we're going to jump off right here, but I am. keep all this stuff right here, and we'll roll it back I into will. the next episode. It's been a good one. Y'all have a good one. God bless you guys. We love you. See you next time. Thank you for watching Burnham Podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.